Before the protest, about 25 to 30 volunteers with varying medical certifications offered to help. Yellow tape was attached to their chests to mark their status as volunteers. Oliver Hobson, an undergraduate student at IU studying human biology and biomedical anthropology, helped organize over two dozen volunteers within 12 hours. Here is Hobson talking about coordinating a volunteer medical staff ahead of the protests. It started out where I was talking with, I spoke with Warren Long, who got me in touch with the entire organization. Um, Selena has done a phenomenal job organizing this, and she was able to get me in top contact with Tori and Mara, who initially were the athletic trainers who had established that we need a first aid station here. Again, they've been absolutely wonderful to work with. What we've done is we've kind of done a grassroots approach, a decentralized approach to uh, supplying medicine. We are all volunteers. None of us are under any kind of, uh, we all come from different places. We are all doing um, different kinds of work. We have athletic trainers, first responders, CPR um, certified people, nurses. We have EMTs here. There's been all volunteer work and we've just done a great job getting together. We are trying to be as organized as possible by establishing a chain of command, also taking um, some donations um, such as water. We, anticipate a lot of water-related um, dehydration issues today as it is rather warm and humid as you can probably uh, are probably pretty aware of um, but yeah so we're uh, doing our best out here we're trying to stay um, as together as possible um, one thing that we've done I think a pretty good job of is we're trying to label ourselves first aid by using a little bit of uh, yellow tape so we've done some yellow tape in a cross pattern um, so again it's um, emblematic of again uh, medical aid but again we're trying not to you know, step on the Red Cross or, you know, any other, you know, symbol that is traditionally known. So we've used yellow tape and we're also labeling it with whatever kind of certification we have. Everyone has been really well organized. We're going to have lots of people floating throughout the crowd just to make sure um, that they're medically aware and that they're medically aware of kind of what's going on. But at the same time that they are, uh, you know, looking out for everyone else and making sure that they will notify us. So if we do reach some kind of um, situation that we will have um, some kind of response to them, whether it requires us calling an ambulance or whether it requires us just sending extra water, extra supplies. A lot of this has been put together last minute, but I think we've done a pretty damn good job. Volunteers are marked with red ribbons. At 2 p.m., it's 88 degrees Fahrenheit. A small crowd gathers in the shade at Dunn Meadow. Volunteers hand out water bottles. Cardboard boxes are handed out to encourage protesters to make their own signs. Protesters wear t-shirts that say, enough is enough. One protester stands in the grass holding a sign that says, quote, say their names, end quote, with a list of victims who were recently killed by police. That protester is Charlie Nelms, local activist, scholar, and author based in Bloomington. He said it's important to say the names of the victims because it reminds protesters that these were real people. However, he said saying their names is not enough. He said protests like this can lead to real change. They're real people. They're not um, inconsequential. They're not invisible. They're real people. They are sisters, our brothers, our cousins, our neighbors, our aunts, our uncles. They're real people, and their lives have consequences. But it's not enough for us to say their names. We really need to do something to honor their memory, not just marching. Marching is something that is temporary. We need to do something more substantive by becoming involved in a movement that is continuous. Because the movement that we're engaged in is one that is going to keep on. It has to keep on. We can't resolve the issue immediately. On the corner of 7th Street and Indiana Avenue, there's a stockpile of bottled water. There were coolers where water can be kept over ice. There's bags of snacks, 
dozens of cases of bottled water and Gatorade sitting in the sun to use at protesters' disposal. WFHB News correspondent Katrine Bruner talks to Yudi Santos-Lewis, owner of the Black-owned business Rasta Pops. Here is that interview. To me personally, it means the unity, the unity of the people, not only because of what is happening now with racial problems, but also what is happening all over the world with social problems. Because I think the protests became more than that, actually. As an African-Brazilian, I, I have to be here and I to honor my ancestors. If I wouldn't come here, no, I don't think my ancestors would be proud of me for not coming and support the cause like this. I'm here like everybody else is to protest and not only for George Floyd, but for everything that has been happening for the a little more than the last 500 years, like when 2020 and, you know, look like things, things doesn't stop, doesn't change at all. That's why I'm here. From today, we're just a small part, we're a small part of a bigger picture of what's happening in the whole world, actually. So we try to do our part here to make things change. Someone got to pay, someone got to get accountable for what they've done. Marquiba Reese used a bullhorn to ask, quote, why are you here, end quote. Protesters responded, quote, Black Lives Matter, end quote. Then Sam Cook's A Change Is Gonna Come played on the loudspeaker. Protesters held up their signs as the music played. Signs read, no justice, no peace. I can't breathe and be the change. There were also people handing out masks. Among those handing out masks were Nicole Johnson. WFHB Assistant News Director Sydney Foreman interviews Nicole Johnson. My name is Nicole Johnson and I'm from Mutual Aid Masks. Um, We are an organization in town. Our mission is to basically serve vulnerable populations and the organizations that serve them and uh, provide, educate and and distribute PPE, provide and distribute PPE. So there's an education aspect to it. Harm reduction is across the board. Seatbelts are harm reduction. Masks are harm reduction. Those are both universal. That's for everybody. These are for everybody. And then we have the specialized. The naloxone, for PWIDs, the condoms for anybody who likes sex. And then sanitizer, of course, is for everybody as well. <laughs> At 3 p.m., Dunmeadow is full of protesters. They chant Black Lives Matter in unison while students beat on bass drums to keep the rhythm.
WFHB news correspondent Nicholas DeBrita interviewed volunteers at the protest who wished to remain anonymous. I wanted to ask, like, what made you interested in volunteering at this program today? Um, yeah. I think that whatever, um, I think everybody should, should, be, um, should be out here um, and doing what they can to support our black community in Bloomington and across the states. And um, to me, that's just my way of doing that. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Personally, I think I was motivated sort of by the national movement and um, just really felt the need to, as, as she said, to come out and support it in the local community. You know, I've grown up in Bloomington and um, it's something that I care about. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Did, how did you hear about volunteering here? Was it social media? Did you know someone? Social, social media. media. Yeah. And then I'm um, in a couple um, politically active um, groups on campus. Debrita interviewed Kai Freeman, president of the Black Student Union at IU. Freeman helped organize the event. Here is that interview. Meet you. Nice to meet you as well. My name's Kai. Uh, Kai? Yes. Whew. Are you the organization leader for this event? So I'm event? one of the organizers. Okay, perfect. So with Selena, Selena, Janai, Shara, it's like a, it's a long list of people. Absolutely, yeah. And your friends told me that you are a member of the Black Student Union. I'm the president of the Black You're Student Union. You're the president. Union. Oh, yes. well, pleasure meeting you. <laughs> Did you say the BSU was in charge of the entire event, or was it just no. certain members that so came together? Basically, what I would say is, is just like, again, BSU, like as an organization, since it's like the organization I'm a part of, it aligned with what like our mission is and our purposes. So it's something that we heavily did support. For sure. But the efforts that were put forth here are individual people acting as like members just taking a stand Absolutely. in the Bloomington community. But again, alongside a lot of student organizations, I think ASA as well, African Student Association, like gave their support for this and BSU gave their support with posting all of the flyers that are necessary and still rallying behind getting people to donate supplies for the event. So like Target donated supplies. We have the Dean of Students that donated supplies from like BSU like connections and working with that. So not an organizer, but a supporter. Gotcha. And I have a quick question because you talked about posters. What was the main use of publicizing uh, the information for this event today? Was it social media? Was uh, it so physical posters? Literally, it, we took every type of avenue that we possibly could. So Facebook, social media, as an Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, stories, everything now, because we live in a digital age, so it's so much easier to get things out that way, and people can spread it. They can repost it. Personal messaging to people, too, gets things a lot. Like, just sending it to one person, tell them, send this to three more people. Right. And that's how I think we got, like, just a large following amount, or even with on our Facebook, um, we got like 3.3 like k people said that they were confirmed that they were going so that's what i think i mean that's what we use primarily no giant emails or anything like that but just like word of mouth like and just putting it out ourselves gotcha okay that makes sense and i came here expecting a volunteer section for the donations uh -huh. and then an information center but i see so many different um different types of stations we yeah have so many different like donation areas yeah. as well as a poster making can uh -huh. you go into maybe a not too much detail but a generalized um i don't know um explanation of what each station is doing at the moment okay so basically at this station we got we had got some shirts enough is enough like that's what we're like rallying under as our protest and all of the proceeds for that is going to go to a a fund for like black businesses and things like that that have suffered, you know, from looting and stuff like that. Absolutely. To apply for like paint, paint supplies, glass panes, 
stuffs of that caliber for here and we're also separating that between the Banneker Center as well to really like invest back into our youth centers and especially Banneker because it's like primarily the one in Bloomington where a lot of like African American children go to. Um, so our poster making station, like we wanted people, hey, you got a message and you want people to hear it, put it on the poster. So again, letting people to be creative through how they go about this too. Um, so again, kind of creating that sense of togetherness. Um, even while we're still trying to do all of our little safety regulations, we got masks, we got gloves, we have hand sanitizer for days. Um, then let's see, we have that one, that one. I'm trying to think of my head. We have just stations for snacks because we want people to be fed and hydrated throughout the course of this. That's why we have so much water. We have Gatorade and stuff like that. Um, and that's pretty much I can really say for you, like the stations. It's really that was Is there the shirt. a place that could use this uh, water better? Or? Wow, that's a great question. You could sit it here, and then we could literally redirect it. To the okay, you sure? Here. Yeah. Yes, right. absolutely. Thank you so much. Uh -huh. Thank you so much. Um, it's like a lot going on everywhere, so it's just like. Right. I mean, the stations, but primarily right now, we just have like our like, get you some water, get you some food, get you some something in your stomach before you go like on this long march. Um, because it's hot outside too, and we don't want anybody, you know, have a heat stroke. Absolutely. So I gotta feed the people, and that's pretty much all we got going for right now. It's just Perfect. Like, hey. And you, I know you said a lot of the proceeds are going to a lot of um, fundraisers mm -hmm. to invest in like black communities. Mm -hmm. Is that, are you, are you focused more on local um, foundations, or are you... Is there more of a national? Like, so where are these organizations? So, Banneker is something that's in Bloomington. So, that's more of a direct local one that we're really funding and sending money to. Just so, because it's, like, more in a neighborhood with a lot of African-Americans. It has a lack of resources. Um, so, again, things that they could use in their center that we've been in cahoots with them for. We are actually for that, the one that we're doing for the black businesses. We're meeting that is a national one that we have kind of put together. Um, but, again, it, the money is being spread out in so many different so many different ways that we have like Absolutely. and we're consistently taking in donations to consistently keep pouring into like all of the local things that we're doing here in bloomington but also on a national level Absolutely. so that's a micro than the macro perfect and do you see this event um i mean i can see it's already going to be a, a successful event do you see this becoming maybe an annual event every year biannual what do you see for the future of an event like this in march well it's a, it's a it's a big question but it is a big question um, so we have this like saying in BSU that we, that we say all the time is like keep that same energy is that like we're, we we want to see this same support even when this stuff is not like is hitting the thing right to be completely honest because that's what tends to happen is that we have these giant issues that occur we're like ah, ah so vocal about it and it dies out so this could be something that potentially turns into even a student organization through IU because a lot of IU students actually help to organize this type of thing. IU faculty, IU staff, lending their resources. So I can't promise anything, right. but I can definitely assure you that I don't think that after we've started this thus far, that it's gonna completely end after this protest. We're gonna consistently keep talking to people in the, like even in uh, Bloomington here, like with all of the different in the community. Lastly, Debrita talked to Emma Percival, who is a volunteer at the protest. Yeah, I'm a recent graduate from IU. Um, my name is Emma Percival. Um, yeah, I guess that's all you asked. All right, for perfect. Right no, 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 no worries. So I see that you're a volunteer yeah. here. What, um, what got you interested in volunteering in the first place? I think um, I've been thinking of kind of a good way to take your time to put this. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, I I want to hold myself more accountable. I think. Um, 
as a white person and as someone who wants to be an ally and an ally that is teachable and um, I just I had previously this is like one of the first protests I've ever been to um, which is which I'm kind of ashamed to say like I wish I'd gotten involved earlier and so now I'm just kind of not necessarily making up for lost time, but just it's it's been past time for me to help with this. Absolutely. I mean, you're doing an excellent job, by the way. Like oh, your work, you. your work is is very much needed. How did you hear about volunteering for the march today? Was it through social media, through a poster? I it was through social media. It was on Facebook. I saw people sharing the event around, and they had just kind of the, the organizers and people who were helping had um, they just kind of kept updating it, saying if you wanted to volunteer, you show up at this earlier time. Um, and yeah, I also wanted to show up earlier just because I had like some water and snack donations and stuff. So, um, yeah, but we were just kind of all sitting around and they were like, we need more volunteers. And so they, okay, yeah, but I first learned about it through the Facebook event. Awesome. And what would you like to see after this event today? What would you like to see um, the local community change? Was it, if it's like an ideological change, um, like a physical change, if we see this maybe becoming like an annual event, like what would you like to see after this? Yeah, I could, I could definitely see it becoming an annual event, especially if uh, local government is not responsive. Um, I, I was at the, the town hall meeting on Zoom, uh, yesterday it was, mm-hmm. um, and just kind of, there was maybe one council member that even spoke up in favor of all of this that we're doing. Um, so the change I would like to see would be just for more council members to see what we're all saying um, and listen to more voices of people of color in the community, which they have very much failed to do so in the past. Um, I would also love to see Bloomington kind of follow, uh, I think is a Minneapolis mayor. He's, he's talking about ways to... I don't remember how he phrased it, but ways to, I guess, replace police in different situations where there don't need to be police involved just because they... I was reading an interesting article where it's like they, police are trained to respond to things with violence. So in any situation they're involved in, that's the only thing they can really do. So there's plenty of situations where like a social worker would work better. Um, so I would love to see Bloomington do something like that. Okay, perfect. And can you just repeat your name for me one more time? Emma Percival. All right, Emma, it was a pleasure meeting you. And if you don't mind me asking, what are your pronouns, by the way? Uh, she, her. She, her? Perfect. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Have a good one. The march started on 7th Street, near the intersection of 7th Street and Indiana Avenue. The following audio is taken from the march at about 3.30 p.m. No KKK, no racist, fascist, USA, no Trump! No KKK, no racist, fascist, USA, no Trump! No KKK, no racist, fascist, USA, no Trump! No KKK, no racist, fascist, USA, no Trump!
The courthouse square was packed with protesters. Roads were blocked off as people marched from Dunmeadow to the Monroe County Courthouse. It was here the lineup of speakers gave their speeches. Stay tuned for more coverage on the protest on Monday's broadcast of the WFHB Local News. For WFHB, I'm Cade Young.